Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Gail Dixon to the show. And before I bring her on the line, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Gail is a speaker, best-selling author, coach, and consultant with more than 30 years of experience. As the founder and president of Masterful Messaging, Gail specializes in guiding people to name, frame, and claim the verbal expression of their brand identity and core messaging. Her extensive experience combined with her unique gift of listening between the lines positions Gail as a top expert and trusted authority for creating compelling and authentic brand and personal messaging. She is a certified public speaker through Women's Prosperity Network and serves as a coach in their community. So welcome, Gail, to the podcast. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Yes, and I'm excited. And and as I always do, I like to, to share with my audience where people are calling from. So you are in Tallahassee, Florida. I am. Which is very cool. So I love connecting with people. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's like we just with the way things are these days, we can connect with people everywhere, and I just love it. All right, two thirds of the way across the country. Yes, <laughs> we're in way different time zones right now. <laughs> so absolutely, it absolutely works perfectly. I love it. So, Gail, I would love for you to share with the audience. Um, a little bit more about yourself and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. All right. Um, I am 65 years old next week, and I didn't learn to get out of my own damn way, really, until about three years ago when I retired from my full-time job and decided to live life on my terms. What I discovered as I was thinking about retirement and what I would do was that I had really spent my entire life living in the you. That is, living where other people's needs and agendas and perspectives set the tone and tenor of my life. And I sometimes also lived in the we, in the collaborative service stance of that and what I could bring in terms of my gifts. But as I looked at what was going to be the next chapter of my life, I realized that I had not lived in the I life. Mm -hmm. I had not lived in a life where my needs and desires, dreams, talents, gifts were the primary criteria for setting the agenda. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you know, I didn't have in front of me some of the things that I saw my friends have in front of them for retirement. When I retire, I'm going to spend more time 
doing stained glass or I'm going to go live at the beach house or I'm going to take a year off and live in Paris or spend more time with my grandchildren. I didn't have anything in that space. It was a pretty daunting prospect to think about, well, you know, I might have another 20 or 30 years of life, and I don't have the structure of someone else's employment to kind of cast the perspective and cast the filter. Uh And so I really began to look at what is it that I value about myself And what is it that I feel is the most important part of me? And I recognize that for me, my skill with words, my ability to listen deeply, and my skill with finding words to name, frame, and claim identity was something that I felt was such an integral part of me that that was the thing I would choose to do all day, every day. And so I spent a year or so kind of dabbling with the idea of, well, I could do this. I could make a business out of this. I could do that. But essentially kind of offering that gift and talent for free in my networking communities in Women's Prosperity Network and the Business and Professional Women Organization and in community boards I belonged to. And it was much appreciated and always valued, and I loved seeing the ways that I could use my gift and talent to be a catalyst to other people. But while I was propelling people forward, I was still dancing around the edge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never said, I'm going to move forward with something. I'm going to do this. And I had the the wonderful blessing of uh, encountering a terrific uh, business coach, Fabienne Fredrickson, who Uh talks about um, people sharing their unique gifts and brilliance as sharing their brownies and how important it is when when you have something, you don't hold it all to yourself, you share it. And I realized that if I really wanted to, to utilize this gift and talent that I had, in the biggest, broadest way and fill myself up by giving out all of what Fabian would call my brownies, that I needed to have a business structure to do that. Otherwise, I was going to be doing it one person by one person Uh in a monthly network meeting. And while that was lovely... (laughs) Yes, for free. Yes. Exactly. And while that was not unimportant, it was also diminishing the value of the gift. Uh 
it was in a way saying to Source, well, this is nice, but it's not really that important. And when I realized that, you know, that there was the only stumbling block to sharing in a wider way was my hesitance or my lack of putting an infrastructure behind it so that it could be shared. I knew that I was was faced with a pretty clear option. Mm-hmm. I could share my gift in a tiny, quiet way. And in that tiny, quiet way, be making a statement about the importance of that gift. Or I could really fully live into the gratitude of the tremendous gift that source has given me with language and with an ability to craft a message that speaks the heart and the truth of someone's business or their life. And I recognized that speaking and that messaging as a sacred calling, really, and that I didn't, if I didn't get out of my own way, I would essentially be saying to Source, thanks, but your gift doesn't matter. And it wasn't a statement I was willing to make. So here I am, and I have had my business uh, just about a year. It started off being called Writing Wizardry, and uh, in the last couple of weeks, the brand has changed to Masterful Messaging because the messaging is as much about crafting the identity and understanding how to speak that I am statement, whether for business or life. Um, And a lot of times that's not in writing. It's about how we talk to ourselves and about ourselves. And I realized that that was, I'm asking folks to talk to themselves and about themselves in powerful ways. And the only way I can ask folks to do that and to make use of my gift is to do it myself. So here I am. I've just published my, uh, had a launch of my first book called Masterful Messaging Compelling Copy. It's the first in a series. And I'm excited to be ready to help others claim that statement that says, I am, that helps them get out of their own way. That's great. I I love this story because it's um, one that I'm hearing more and more often about people in certain life transitions. It doesn't have to necessarily be retirement. It could be divorce or some other type of loss, but some profound life transitions 
where people are really questioning, like, what is next? What, who I am, who am I? What am I doing here? What am I here to do? And who, who do I serve? What's my purpose? So I'm, I'm loving that you, um, had this opportunity to really discover something and what's next for yourself. I love it. Thanks. Me too. It's, um, <laughs> it's exciting. It, and it, you know, it feels like coming home in a way. Um, you don't, I think sometimes when you are going through the motions and you are living life on other people's terms, you don't even recognize the choices that you make that divert you a little bit from your own path and your own one true way, we recognize the times when we're asked to make choices that are so out of alignment with who we are that we can't do it. But when we're faced with choices that feel close, aren't a problem, not a terrible fit, don't make a tremendous sacrifice, we don't even recognize that we're putting little pebbles or big stones in our own way or that the path has diverged a little bit. And it sometimes takes whatever causes us to pause to look and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, is, you know, is this my path or is this somebody else's? Right. And that's so true. I love that you brought that up because it, it is. It's easier to see the consequences of several choices that lead to something major, like that's out of alignment, but it's those small kind of everyday decisions that we make or choices that we're faced with that kind of pile up and they add up to become from, like you said, like small pebbles or stones to like big boulders um, that really it's it's kind of hard to see that compilation if it happens over time. Yes. And and in the midst of it, sometimes we're so busy looking at someone else's end point or someone else's goal or dream mm-hmm. that that we don't realize that we're, you know, we're busy looking down at the path trying to get ourselves just moving forward to do the things we have to do. And it takes a minute until we look up and say, oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm I'm walking, I may be walking, even walking a parallel path, but I don't own the path. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh. you know, walking you're walking your own way means you own the path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's also a, a lot of people who, there's a consciousness that, that comes with walking a path, regardless of which path that is. And I think that some people are on a path toward owning the whole path, and yet they're still kind of walking on someone else's path. So there's and, – and I'll, like, stop talking in code. So sometimes people are working a job while working towards their, their dream business. So there's Absolutely. kind of that, that thing that happens, too. But there's um, – like I said, there's a consciousness that we can bring to that um, because, you know, there are times where we do have to do the should. <laughs> when when we'd rather do the want. Um, there's, 
you know, the mode of survival that we, that we, we are in. Um, but it's, it's a matter of perspective. And I, I think that really ties into what you're talking about too is the, that matter of looking at, um, the big picture of where is this leading towards. And, and, and I think that we are able to take responsibility even when we're kind of straddling, straddling the line of paths, if that makes sense. It does make sense to me. And, you know, the truth is that particularly as women, I think, we are socialized to be concerned about the needs and the desires and the dreams of others and to be concerned about being in a relationship of service to Mm -hmm. others. So in some ways, it serves us and takes care of us. We feel valuable and important and connected and loved when we are being in service to someone else. And I think what's important is to recognize when we're doing that and also being in service to ourselves and seeing that act of serving others as a way of filling ourselves up rather than serving others instead of ourselves, Mm -hmm. serving others at the expense of ourselves. Yeah. That's that's when we get in our way. Yeah, I agree with that. It's one thing for me to be caring, supportive, nurturing, uh, do a job, take care of your needs, as that fills up my need for significance and connection. Mm-hmm. When I do that at the expense of eating, sleeping, and taking care of myself, mm-hmm. I'm getting in my own way. Right. You know, when when I put it as um the you know the when I put it as the the most or the only important thing is the other is the you, that's when I'm getting in my way. If we are important and you and I are equally important in the end run, then we can live with, you know, at this very moment, if you've fallen and broken your leg, you're more important Taking care of your broken leg might be more important than my sending an email. You know, it's we, we yeah. that importance vacillates, and that's perfectly okay. It's when I never get back to sending the email that I needed to send to take care of myself that we get into that being in your own way on an ongoing and continuing basis and sometimes it is really easy to think that it is the other person, the folks, whether it's the boss or the spouse or the child or the friend or the organization um, that 
it is they who are getting in the way mm-hmm. of us. And it's really important to take responsibility for the fact that we make choices along the way. And no choice is good or bad, but if we are to live into the fullness of who we are meant to be, we need to choose ourselves at least as well as we choose others. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I I love what you said at the beginning, too, about that, those distinctions between the you, the we, and the I, because... I think a lot of women, like you said, really struggle with that because we are conditioned to to the you and I think more recently the we, um, but there is that at the expense of the I that does happen and, and it's, it's really a, a, an interesting balance that I see when I work with women. There's kind of that pendulum that goes from one extreme to the other. So if someone's really in the you and they finally go like, oh, you mean I have needs and I can I can have my needs and express that, and then the pendulum swings way over to the eye. So there's there's a really intricate balance that needs to occur, occur so that you know we're not to that point of because I th- and I think a lot of women are afraid of like well if I you know go after my needs then I'm being selfish and I think that that's kind of the a four letter word that describes women sometimes or that we use to describe ourselves when we swing that pendulum that way and it, and it can be a, a frustrating thing to find our way among that continuum of going okay well your leg is broken you're you know you're the priority at this moment. And I still also need to take care of myself. So, like, it's just, it gets a little tricky sometimes. It does. And, you know, there there's a, a saying that I apologize for not knowing the source of, but that rings true to me in that, which is fill yourself first. Mm-hmm. You can't pour from an empty vessel. And, you know, I think sometimes when we're caught in that, the other at the expense of ourselves, what happens is then we don't give ourselves and and we allow others not to give us permission to take care of ourselves until there's a crisis. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when I... When I collapse of exhaustion, when I develop a physical health problem, when I can't take it anymore and I've got to get out, then suddenly it's okay for my needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is always easier to prop something up along the way and to fix it when it's shattered. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we give ourselves permission to have needs along the way, then we don't have to get to that awful crisis before our needs are taken care of. And, you know, sometimes we give ourselves this baloney about, 
And if someone really cared about me, if they cared about me as much as I care about them, then they would know and they would want to pay attention to my needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you can wait a really long time yes. for people who you've trained to to get what you have to offer as the primary focus of your relationship, you can wait a really long time before they pay attention yes. and before or, they discern or your needs. forever, yes, absolutely. Because there's a, a, something that I heard Oprah say, I'm not sure if she was the original source, I'm guessing she probably wasn't, but I remember hearing this several years ago from her about how, um, actually it might be Maya Angelou, I don't know, anyway, it's um, it goes, we treat, we show people how to treat us. Um, so in the way that we treat ourselves, in, in our actions, when we say, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, I don't need help, then that's what people hear. So, And then when it's, it's that whole um, there's a, a negative thought distortion of mind reading, you know, that we expect people to know what we need. We expect them to anticipate what we read uh, or what we need. And, and it's, it's <laughs> we do it. And, I, you know, I fall into that sometimes too. And I, I think it's, uh, it's a very compelling thing to expect other people to know what you need and to read your mind, but it's just not realistic. And, it, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I'm not a proponent of using words like always or never, but I'm going to say it always leads to disappointment. <laughs> other people well, to know exactly what we need. And, you know, some of that is about that that kind of opposites attract you know when so when we are busy being the the eternal giver we're going to find somebody to be the continuous taker oh yes well, you just that's a lot of nature. my ex yeah <laughs> you know hello hello it is so true <laughs> so you know that but and I, I think when, you know, when we are fortunate enough to encounter others that have worked at their kind of awareness, mm-hmm. that's when we, whether it's work or family or friendships or intimate partnerships, when we find someone who has also done the work to find the balance of saying my ideal state is living in the we, where I take care of myself, where I walk and look at my own path and our paths are so much in common that by taking care of me, I take care of us, then we're very fortunate. And, you know, some of us encounter those persons of like mind and like awareness early in life. Some of us it takes a lot longer. Um, sometimes we we do it really well in um, one arena. Maybe we do it in a really wonderful way with friendships, but we're not so great at it in family situations or in work situations. Mm-hmm. But I think... You know, to me, that um, 
when we as a society, when we as as a as a human collective reach that point of resonance where we have enough folks with a level of awareness of living in the we, that's when we truly make progress collectively as a society, collectively as a planet. Um, and the only way we can do that is, you know, to get get the critical mass is to do it person by person, one one aware individual at a time. And, you know, I'm grateful that I have a number of really wonderful folks in my life who choose to live in the we with me. It, it does. It takes a village, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I often talk about the support that I have um, in my business because when I first started, I, you know, I was superwoman. I wanted to do everything on my own. Only I know how to do it. Um, and what I found is that makes for really, really long days. <laughs> a lot of frustration and a lot of taking me away from the things that I love to do, um, like you know, doing a podcast where I have a system set up and an infrastructure and an assistant so that all I have to do is show up on the phone. Um, I really don't have a lot to do with all the back end, um, which is really awesome. And, um, you know, and I have a lot of other people who are on my team um, who are my cheerleaders and my um, – <laughs> Am I in in your face truth tellers <laughs> who, right. who support me and I'm and I'm there for them as well and it's it we don't have to do it alone as a matter of fact it that's not how we're supposed to be we are supposed to be in community and um, and accepting help this is one of my big platforms is, is there's a there's an art to support and and it's only sometimes we think it's just about asking for help it's also being receptive to receiving it and you touched on that today too um and it, it's so important to look at all the sides of it is what gets in I mean, the way about know, having support yeah i mean you are giving those members of your team a great gift because you are allowing them to operate from their place of unique brilliance. Mm-hmm. You are allowing them to feel useful, valuable, contributing, and you are honoring the importance of their contribution and their unique brilliance in the world. Mm-hmm. So every time you choose to add someone to the team, choose to ask someone else for help, you are allowing them to live in the we with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's so important. We've got to get this, women. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> get this concept of, of receiving help and, and being in that collaborative place because a lot of what you said too about how, you know, it allows other people to shine where they shine. Um, because uh, as someone 
in my personal life told me many, many years ago, just because I'm good at scrubbing toilets doesn't mean I want to do it for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) Everyone has the thing that they love to do, so let's let them do it. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, you know, when we look at that, it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. There's oh my gosh, I can't can do, but you know, doesn't mean you should do them. So That's make true. room for it's the people who are doing what they should do and are doing it in their uniquely brilliant way. Yes, I agree. So we are just about out of time, Gail. I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to reach out to you if they would like to learn more about the work that you're doing. So can you share your contact information with everybody? I can. You can uh, find my website at masterfulmessaging.com, and you can email me at gail, G-A-I-L, at masterfulmessaging.com. And you'll see the the array of things that I offer, and um, I have a little welcome video there that gives you kind of a, a taste of who I am and my way of work. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and connect with you and share with your guests and Here's to the messages that get people out of their own way and onto their own path. Wonderful. And I so appreciate you being a guest on the show, too. So thank you very much, and thanks, everyone, for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews of people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Since you joined me today, I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creeland.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.